This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pod Save the Queen! Hello and welcome to this week's Pod Save the Queen. We've got a lot to get into this week's episode. There's all the details on the updates of Prince Andrew's case, the Met investigation into issues around Prince Charles and Prince Harry at the Super Bowl. So I'm your host as always, Zoe Forsey, and joined by Russell Myers. Hi Russell, how are you? Hello, I'm all right. It's pretty busy, as you can imagine, for everybody. But uh, yeah, some absolutely extraordinary um, developments in in a couple of stories uh, over the last 24 hours. So yeah, it's been pretty busy. It really has. And I think I was going to say, I feel quite exhausted by it. So I dread to feel, dread to know how you feel. You must, have you managed to get any sleep yet? Or have you been kind of working straight through? Yeah, well, a bit bit of that. But um, I mean, when all these details are coming out and then the, 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 the time zones as well, because a lot of this is being dealt with in California. So um, that's obviously a, a concern when we're dealing with this. But mustn't grumble because it is a, fasc- a fascinating insight into, into these issues. So um, I suppose we, we, should, we should kick off with Prince Andrew. Yes, of course. Where else is there to start? So obviously we had the breaking news yesterday that uh, the Duke of York has signed an out of court agreement or it's a settlement in principle, I think is the wording, wasn't it, Uh, with um, his sex abuse accuser, Virginia Dufresne. Now, as this is such a complicated subject, and I know we've discussed it at length over the last, well, it feels like years. um, But can you just give, give us a real summary of what's happened in the last 24 hours, please? Well, the front pages are full of this news of Prince Andrew's settlement today, and it has absolutely taken everyone by surprise because um, just recently Prince Andrew had filled in a questionnaire, I suppose, on on how he was going to defend himself. And he made 41 points, um, essentially denying any culpability, denying all the uh, allegations that were in front of him from his accuser, Virginia Dufresne, um, and essentially said that he was going to face her down in court. Virginia Dufresne has always said that she wanted her day in court. She wanted to face down Prince Andrew as a, a man who belonged to a rich and powerful network. Um, and it seems as though that is not going to happen now because this deal signed between the two parties, I understand, is around £12 million. And that is essentially made up of £10 million going to Virginia Giffray, £2 million settlement going to her charity, a payment going to her charity. And when you look at the details in, uh, in the wording, which was put to the court yesterday, it's very, very interesting. It said Virginia Giffray and Prince Andrew has reached an out-of-court settlement. The parties will file a stipulated dismissal upon Miss Giffray's receipt of the settlement, the sum of which is not being disclosed publicly. 
that is. But Prince Andrew intends to make a substantial donation to Miss Dufresne's charity in support of victims' rights. And it goes on to suggest he had regrets for his association with Jeffrey Epstein, the convicted sex offender who took his own life in a, a New York jail cell. Um, and also went on to commend Virginia Giuffre's bravery in standing up for herself as a survivor of sexual abuse. It said that um, not only did he recognise that she had been a victim of abuse, but also had been the victim of uh, unfair public attacks. Now, some of these attacks had even come from Andrew's lawyers themselves. They were trying to paint her as some sort of sex kitten that was only in it for the money. And it does seem as though um, in their willingness to go to court is certainly not going to be realised. And again, my understanding is that the pressure was coming from the very top of the royal family. And you're talking senior royals here, the Queen, Prince Charles, Prince William, all united in their thinking that this simply could not go to trial. And um, again, they were united in getting Prince Andrew to sort out this mess. They didn't believe that this um, would have ended well for him if it did go to trial. I mean, we've all seen the mess he made of his appearance on the BBC Newsnight interview. Um, and certainly there were huge fears of if he put himself in front of seasoned litigators and certainly Miss Dufresne's uh, lawyer David Boys is one of the most foremost uh, recognized litigators in the United States so this deal is absolutely huge it's uh, in its in its magnitude not only for in a financial sense but also what it means for Virginia Dufresne I mean on the one sense you won't get to have her day in court but on the other um, she could claim it as a victory to her, to not only herself, but other victims of abuse. She has managed to get um, uh, a multi-million pound settlement or donation to her charity, which will no doubt go uh, some way to, to, to increasing her work within, within the field. And also the, the, the way this statement was worded is very, very interesting indeed, because I think it potentially gives Prince Andrew some... Um, some sort of avenue to work with victims charities and that's how I read it I read that he is going to offer himself up um, I mean I was speaking to friends of his yesterday that they he definitely feels that he has a lot to offer uh, public life again I mean he's only 61 but who on earth will want to work with him? I mean, I can't imagine anyone will want to, to touch him. Certainly the royal family won't want him anywhere near public life after this huge debacle. I mean, it was mentioned to me that um, his daughter, Princess Eugenie, runs or helps, helped found and, uh, and does some work with a, a charity which helps victims of um, female victims of human trafficking. And so... If that is an avenue that he is exploring, that probably is his only only way uh, to get back to public life, because I do not think after the way that this has been handled, that there will be any chance of him ever returning to the fold. Well, and I think a key example of that is, am I right in thinking that the city of York have come forward this morning and re, you know, said again that they, they want him to lose his dukedom for their city, which... So if he was thinking, oh, it's all done now, let's move on. Yet these huge well organisations are surely going to do the same if York's saying they don't particularly want an association with him. Well, again, I mean, the, the, look at the, the amount of charities dumped him 
straight away after the Newsnight interview, then even the ones that he did keep hold of um, were stripped from him by the Queen. Um, as soon as the details came forward that he was facing a civil trial, that decision handed down by a New York judge um, at the start of January, the, the, the rest of the royal family were panicking. They were really worried about what detrimental effect this could continue to have on the monarchy. I mean, again, coming back to this statement, um, it's the first time that Prince Andrew has really expressed his regrets for associating with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, he goes on to say he never intended to malign Miss Jeffrey's character and accepts that she has suffered uh, as a victim of abuse. And then he pledges to demonstrate his regret for this, his association with Epstein by supporting the fight against evils of sex trafficking and by supporting its victims. Well, one may wonder how that is. I mean, other friends of his were telling me yesterday that, um, that he, he, he may offer to work with victims charities. But again, who will, who will want to work with him? I mean, people are dropping him left, right and centre. Um, and I include his own family in that. So... I can't see. Uh, I can't see how this can can potentially get any better. I mean, look at the look at the, on the face of it. He has claimed to have never recall. He can't recall ever meeting Virginia Giuffray. He said he has consistently denied the allegations in front of him that she, she was forced to have sex with him on three occasions in two thousand and one. And yet he has settled out of court paying to the tune of 12 million pounds. Um, it's a simply extraordinary turn of events. And, uh, and I think, again, the public, public opinion will weigh heavily against him in this case and, uh, and will probably you know, completely cement his, um, his, his status outside of the royal family. And just to keep the lawyers happy, we should also point out that obviously he's denied all of these claims throughout. And in the statement that was put out yesterday, he has not had not admitted any of the allegations against him. But the other part of this that's been brought up more this morning, I'd say yesterday after the kind of the shock of yesterday came through. And I know you had a um, really interesting exclusive in the paper as we mentioned about the you know the pressure he was under from the Queen and Charles and other senior members of the family but talking about where this cash is going to come from because the initial reports is that the Queen had very much said you deal with this I'm having nothing to do with it in terms of you know bank balance and pots of money but are there now are there now reports that perhaps she is going to be contributing something towards this that terrifyingly huge figure yeah well and that is it I mean you, you have to look at the, the Duke of York's finances and they are so um, convoluted because he only receives a, uh, a small in comparison to the, to, the, to the ginormous wealth of the royal family, a small pension from his time in the Royal Navy. It's probably about £30,000 a year. He gets handouts here and there from, from, the, from the Queen. However, um, where had his wealth come from? He had been able to afford this £17 million chalet mansion in the in the swiss alps in the exclusive resort of verbier and was um forced to forced to sell that now it appears that that money was bought not only from a sizable mortgage that he still owed six million pounds to the former owner but also that the queen had helped him uh, buy it with her own private money so even though he is paying some of this settlement we know with with the proceeds of that sale He's got to pay legal fees, potentially up to the tune of, you know, between three and five million. Virginia Giffray's legal fees will probably be about the same. Um, and so there needed to be a distinction made 
between his money, which he was vastly running out of, it would appear, and the money that the Queen was potentially willing to give him. Now, my understanding of this is, and uh, we write in the paper today, Thursday, in the space-time continuum, that the Queen wanted to be able to settle this matter. I think that this has gone on for far too long. It's, it's created a huge stench around the royal family, especially in her jubilee year. Both herself and, uh, and other senior members of the family wanted this done and dusted, if at all possible, and agreed by Virginia Giffray. Um, and so therefore she was able to dip into her own private money and make that donation to Virginia Giffray's uh, charity. And in, and in by doing so, she isn't being seen to be paying off you know, someone who has accused her son of a catalogue of sex crimes, even though he has uh, always denied them and didn't have to admit them in this settlement. But by distinguishing between the two modes of uh, financial transaction, then that enables her to, to, to make that payment, to be able to help her son and to be able to make it go away. And now this is why it's so controversial, because the fact remains that, um, you know, this is a, a very, very controversial subject. Virginia Giuffre has become a poster girl for not only you know, victims of sexual abuse for the Me Too movement. She has consistently said that she wanted her day in court. And yet she has um, she has sought to, to think it was the best idea to settle. Again, in her defence, people will say that with this money, she can put it into her charity, help many more victims of uh, of sexual abuse um, than she could have without it. So uh, so perhaps it's it is um, an well it is certainly an agreed settlement by both parties, but it, perhaps it it suits them both rather well. And there's another more reports as well that perhaps the that while maybe Andrew hopes this is all done and dusted now, but the FBI is still you know legal sources are saying that they still have a few questions for him as part of the criminal side of this. Well, again, I mean, this will be very interesting. And uh, you know, legal experts I've spoken to in the, in the States have said, regardless of whether this is sorted, it now looks like the FBI may think, well, that part of the, the noise aspect of Prince Andrew has been taken away and they can get on um, with potentially asking him to speak to them as a witness. The investigations are still ongoing, involved with Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Guillaume Maxwell may succeed with an appeal in the near future and therefore will stand trial again, one would assume. And so will the, uh, the FBI or other US authorities want to speak to Prince Andrew? They've always said that they wanted to speak to him as a witness. Um, and that certainly hasn't gone away. People are still suggesting in the US that uh, those investigations are live investigations. And Prince Andrew had been named as a person of interest. There's no reason to to think that that is uh, that that has changed, and so uh, and so yeah, that could be very well on the cards. And so you mentioned in your statement that you, in the statement that you read that as you think that he potentially still thinks there's a way for him to come back to royal life, and that's something that pretty much every piece from any sort of insider expert have said that that's not going to happen, and that's it seems extremely. I can't. I, I can't imagine a time where he's sitting on the jubilee, you know, at the balcony at the jubilee, well, no. waving to everyone. No, no, I think you're right, and and, and this isn't, certainly isn't my my viewpoint. Is that we will never see him again? But again, speaking to people close to him, they 
will tell you very, very pointedly that they be he believes he still has much to give in public life. That is exactly what someone said to me yesterday. Well, you know, I mean, he's a young man. He's 61. Um, he has worked in the, in, the, in the business world, in the charity world. This is all coming from, from you know, people close to him. Um, and is there a chance for him to redeem his character? I'm not so sure. I think his, his reputation is absolutely in the gutter now. There will be uh, a different set of public opinion, perhaps the fact that he has settled this and not gone to trial when, it, when again, he'd been so bullish of saying the photograph of, of him with Virginia Giuffray was potentially faked. They couldn't be certain about it. He wasn't at these places. He was at Pizza Express, the sweat. I mean, all these things encompassing were him essentially saying that he had no case to answer. And yet he has settled with this absolutely extraordinary settlement. And, um, and a lot of people will, will suggest that how on earth can he, uh, can he be redeemed from that? Uh, only time will tell, I think. But I, I, I certainly know that people within the palace will, will, will certainly not want him anywhere near public life. And there must be a, a huge relief um, among the senior roles as well, that at least this is all done in terms of the official side of it and done with enough of a gap before the Jubilee celebrations um, kick off. Because I know that's something that's been said to have been a big concern, isn't it? That they would, this would overshadow if it, if it carried on into the spring. Definitely. And that was the concern, not only senior royals, people at the palace, that this would completely overshadow the, uh, the, the, the Platinum Jubilee celebrations, which were ongoing throughout the year. I mean, undoubtedly there would have been reams of stories in that period of time um, right up to Christmas and beyond. Now that this is sorted, will it stop? I don't know. I mean, there's, there's been some reports that Virginia Giuffray is, uh, is, is potentially writing a book. Um, what she could potentially put in that book, I'm not sure if it was, if it's such a sealed agreement um, such as this settlement, but I mean, anything is, if we've learned one thing, right, anything is possible. Nobody thought that he would be ordered to face trial. Nobody gave Virginia Giuffray a hope of ever getting to this period um, or this stage that we have reached. And yet both things have happened. So I think certainly the lawyers were commending across the board, uh, speaking to Lisa Bloom, who is representing several of Epstein's victims. There were people who have represented Virginia Giuffray as well, who were speaking of their absolute pride and delight that they've got to this stage. And it is a monumental stage she has got to. She has managed to reach an agreement with the Queen's son over allegations that she was sexually abused. So, um, again, I don't think we're, uh, we're, we're going to hear the end of this, to be honest. No, she said it's extremely brave thing that she's done, you know, speaking about this throughout. And the one, the you know, it was, I'm glad that Andrew did at least condemn her bravery in that statement that she put out. Because, you know, as you said, the everything she's faced and she's been through, both from the public, both from lawyers, everything like this is, um, must have been, well, it's it's unimaginable, really. Yeah, very much so. I think you're right. And and, and the, the, the language that was used, um, you know, his, his contrition, for his association with Epstein and uh, and obviously the 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 attacks on her character, which were which were f frankly disgraceful. But um, we uh, again, I say this often, but we haven't heard the last of it. I think.
Now, just when this started to slow a tiny bit, kind of mid-morning for us today, so on Wednesday, uh, there was a statement from the Met Police, which I also wasn't quite expecting and didn't have ready today, uh, about an investigations into the allegations of offences under the Honours Act of 1925. What does that mean in normal normal speak? Well, what does it mean indeed? Well, this relates to Prince Charles's charity, the Prince's Foundation, and, and, and specifically allegations relating to Prince Charles's uh, former valet, former trusted lieutenant that he, um, uh, Michael Fawcett, was a, a, a very, very, very close aide. This is essentially a cash for access Scandal that uh, a Saudi billionaire known as Mahfouz Mareh Mubarak Min Mahfouz um, was offering money to Prince Charles's charities. Indeed, he even um, gave £50,000 to Prince Harry's charity um, and, according to reports, was hinting that he would be able to give more. Um, all this is potentially in receipt or under the promise that he would be in receipt of an honour or indeed UK citizenship. I mean, it's a live investigation, so we must be careful what we say, but the Met Police have sought to, to say that there has been a case to answer. Now, this was originally uh, revealed in the Sunday Times at the back end of last year. Um, the other questions about whether Prince Harry will be pulled into the investigation, of course, because he gave a statement to the, uh, to the Sunday Times at, at the time in, um, in December saying, that he, uh, that he had capped, cut ties with this Saudi billionaire over concerns of his motives. So Prince Charles's team have again released a statement that they released at the time saying that he had no knowledge of what was going on. Um, but it does look very murky and it does look quite um, interesting that the Met Police have chosen the, this, uh, this period of time to get involved because they're obviously under pressure um, all over the place. They've just lost their commissioner. Uh, Cressida Dick, who has been forced to step down because the uh, the mayor of London had no faith in her. So um, one would assume that this will be a thorough uh, investigation, looking at all the donations that um, Mr. Marfouz made and, uh, and, uh, and other members of the royal family or other dignitaries that he may have enlisted um, in his potential to to um, to to gain UK citizenship or indeed an honour. So very, very interesting. And I think that this is something we're going to be seeing some uh, big developments over in the, in the next few weeks. Now, that's an awful lot of heavy, quite uh, technical stuff. Let's talk about some nicer things. Were, are you a Super Bowl fan? I'm not. So I've always had a problem with you know, people in the UK who are Super Bowl fans. I will watch it. I will watch the Super <laughs> Not especially Super Bowl fans, because I think that's like the pinnacle but maybe, you know, the, the diehard NFL fan, because, you know, you've really got to be committed to the cause in that sense. If, if you're staying up throughout the night watching NFL, I mean, surely you've got yeah. better things to do with your time. My only friends that are big fans are my shift worker friends who, you know, they're yeah, working in the shift. So they sit there and they come into the work next day. Like, Did anyone watch this? And we're like, no, we've no. asleep. Like, yeah. <laughs> of course we didn't. They have no one to talk about it. But the two people that did go and watch this year's Super Bowl, which took place uh, over the weekend, was uh, Prince Harry. And he was joined by his cousin, uh, Princess Eugenie, wasn't he? He was. Um it was a very interesting game. I saw some highlights, actually. Los Angeles Rams, who actually 
This is an uh, interesting fact. They were ranked the bottom team last year. Maybe it was two years ago. Anyway, they were the bottom team at one point, and now they have won the Super Bowl. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20 in a fourth-quarter comeback. I mean, can you read? What's LV1? 100 and... I don't know. So answers in a postcard. This is this is pathetic. We really should know that, shouldn't we? Anna. We really should know that. Anyway, no, <laughs> Why did you mention it? Why did you bring yeah. it up? <laughs> well, hit us up on the comments if you if you can if you can enlighten us. Anyway, no Megan, no Jack. They were obviously looking after little ones. Uh, and, and Eugenie and um, and Harry got the got the prize tickets. There was a lot of celebrities there. Who did you see? Also, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Re- Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> um, LeBron James, uh, The Rock. All the all the, um, the 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 rap show at the uh, at halftime. Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige. She was there. Yes. Yeah. I I have very little interest in any of it. I'm one of those that wakes up the next day on YouTube, just watches the halftime. Yeah, the halftime. Halftime show. Cool. Yeah, it that's was <laughs> that's my kind of knowledge. I would love to. One year, I have said I'm going to stay up and watch the whole thing, but every year I've tried, it's got it lasts, to about. It lasts about three days. So... Yeah, I've said like nah. Not not doing it. But so the uh, Royals were there. Uh, they were they had some very fancy leather seats, which is one of the first things I noticed. They look very nice. They were in a hospitality area, which was sponsored by Salesforce Ventures, which is the official partner of BetterUp, uh, which is one of the, you know, the new roles that Harry took up last year. So he, he is BetterUp's chief impact officer. So nice, nice perk of the job quite early on. Well, I know. He's, he's probably getting paid a fortune to, you know, spout some waffle that he's been coming out with recently, um, but also getting getting the plush seats at the Super Bowl. It, it's not a bad gig, isn't it? We're in the wrong no. job. Uh, tell me about it. It sounds lovely. But why this was also a big, you know, obviously it was a great day out for the cousins, which was lovely. But it also, you know, there's the biggest story behind it is it obviously means that uh, usually in Jack and uh, baby August are over in America, which means potentially they're, well, they're, we think they're staying with uh, the Sussexes, don't we? Which means you would imagine so, yeah. Lily Betts got... finally had a royal visitor. Yes. We don't, yeah, we don't think we've actually had one yet, do we? No, so yeah. that must have been a special, a special day. I know. It's. I feel that, you know, this is the time that I feel that we are really lacking from a sort of Sussex royal Instagram social media presence because it's difficult because if you usually put something on her site, it will get absolutely monstered, won't it? People will be pouring over it. Well, if they did it themselves, then it could be quite normal. But they've, they've obviously backed themselves into a bit of a corner with the fact that they think that all, you know, all social media is bad. But hey ho, that's how it goes. This is your campaign for the blog to come back, isn't it? This is your. Oh yes, I'm a very avid reader of the yeah. yeah. <laughs> But again, as I think we discussed this quite a lot last week, didn't it? As you said, we we're just not seeing any of these really special, lovely moments that we normally would. Um, but I'm sure that was a really fun day. If you know, obviously, um, Lily Bet and August, there's not too much of an age gap between them, is there? So that would have been a nice, quite a loud no. and busy household, I reckon, with yeah, Archie lots as of, well. Lots of lots of shouting, I imagine. Like with you know, I've, I, I had to go to a kids' party on Saturday, and that was absolutely <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> so I imagine it's lot, like lot to take care, isn't it? Not a lot of kids <laughs> running around the house. That's probably what happened. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. All good. 
and lots of people also you know it's a, a big sign of support for Harry and Meghan as well to you know to not only to do this visit but to go somewhere where they they knew there was probably quite a big chance that there might be a photo snapped of the two of them together so it feels like you know obviously we know that um, Harry and Eugenie have always been really really close um, of the cousins they're kind of really you know, have always been very tight and had nights out together in London before they both settled down. So it really felt to me like a bit of a statement, really, so that, you know, that they've still got that closeness there. Yeah, I'm, you're totally right. I mean, obviously, if you're going to go to a Super, Super Bowl, you're going to get pictured, aren't you? So, you know, that's, that's, that's the deal. And it is a show of support. Harry and Meghan have come in for quite a, a, t- a tough time, I suppose, with their... Um, with it, with the rest of the family, some would argue of their own doing, but there's still an awful lot of um, issues to be resolved. I, I would suggest um, following on from you know the Oprah Winfrey interview, I and mean, we're still we're still talking about that. We're still talking about the fallout. There's still an an investigation of sorts going on with Buckingham Palace. So about the the, the bullying allegations, whether we will hear the uh, the details of that um, remains to be seen. But yeah, a big sort of gesture i would say um by by eugenie um and maybe we'll see some more pictures of them you never know i'm surprised we haven't seen pictures of them out and about over the weekend yeah hopefully that would be lovely wouldn't it and did you see the other pictures from the game of harry went back into the rams locker room after oh, I the game and holding the trophy they to me were i think some of the most celebby pictures we've seen of prince harry as in he yeah. you know he just he had like the baseball cap on and he was in like the white t-shirt and he just looked, he looked very cool. He didn't, you know, it looked so far away from being in a, you know, a, a suit and a white shirt. Well, he did. Well, he's wearing, he wearing a tiny white t-shirt, a tiny, tiny tee. I, I heard it described as the other day, a white, <laughs> a white tee. But he, I think he looks, he looks very healthy. He looks like he he's really having a great does. time. Why wouldn't you be? Three seats in the Super Bowl, chilling out in the California sunshine. I'm very jealous. Now, not that it's lovely to talk to you always, as always, Russell, but I was very disappointed this week because Ian Vloger was meant to join us to discuss your trip to Dubai, um, which was, and I wanted to have a chat with him about it. However, he's out and about doing things. So you guys have recorded us a little, which we've cheated a bit, haven't we? And you we guys have. have recorded us a little drop in, which through the magic of tech, Dan is going to drop in for us kindly now. But so just quickly, just for, for my benefit, did you have fun? How was it? We did. It was, it was, uh, oh, it was very arduous in this, in the sunshine, as you can imagine. But it was, it was quite a lot of work because he packed in a massive schedule into those sort of 24 hours um but it was it was great i mean i i, I liked dubai in one sense i thought so, another sense it was a bit bit of a crazy place um maybe i'd like to go back in, in in another time i don't think we had enough time to explore it but the the expo was absolutely phenomenal um i hadn't really seen too much of it i i'd seen a little bit on social media um but it's just incredible. 190 countries, all ex- dis- displaying the best of technology and innovation. Uh, and we, we had a great time. But anyway, enough of me waffling on. Have a, have a listen to what me and Ian had to say. <laughs> Hello, Ian. Hey, Russell. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you for joining us. I was a bit panicking because I promised some people on social media that you would be joining us. And our, our worlds weren't quite colliding. So thank you very, very much. Um, we are joining up again after our recent jaunt to Dubai. 
I mean, I'm missing the weather. I mean, it's, 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 it's a bit of a grey day. And you are actually joining us from a very glamorous location, a car park, after taking your, your kids, kids out for the day. So Yeah, they're uh, hacking around the pitching park in the park. And I'm sitting in the car talking to you, and it's raining. And, uh, yeah, it's certainly not in Dubai, are we? Well, let's kick off with sort of our favourite moments, because we did promise the listeners what we would... Uh, Talk about Dubai. Um, I mean, we, we were in country last Wednesday. It was uh, we were just pre- preparing for what would happen with uh, with you know Prince Prince William's trip to the United Arab Emirates for the first time. I think um, my my probably probably my highlight was the thing that I think he was there. You know, the central theme, which was him being there for Earthshot, discussing environmentalism. I remember his speech talking about this is the decisive decade in a sort of appeal to the world to do to, more to climate change. And he made um, a, a, a speech at the Dubai Expo 2020. I mean, God, we're two years behind of what, uh, what, it, what, it, sh- what it should have been. But it did happen. And it was a fantastic occasion that 190 countries all around the world all got together to sort of show the best part of their innovation, technology, their cultural aspects of their country. Um, and in one of the conference centres there, Prince William made this speech on behalf of the Earthshot project. He brought five of the winners and runners-up, sort of a mixture of winners and runners-up, to pitch this sort of Dragon's Den-style project to open the floor to uh, to the investors and sort of match these these incredible young people up to uh, you know to the millionaires to try and get their ideas off the ground. But I mean, you were there. We both still saw the speech. Were you, were you impressed by it? I think I was impressed by some of the inventors, basically, and some of the things that they that they are planning on doing and can already do is is incredible. I mean, yeah, he's he's backing it. Uh, I don't know how you decide that any one of those is more relevant than the other because they all seem pretty incredible didn't they yeah they did i mean he i mean we've we've spoken about it on the podcast before but there was the the earthshot prize project that he has created is not only hugely ambitious you know this is i think well why he's going to these um these places i mean not only first time in the united arab emirates he was meeting the crown prince of dubai I think he's trying to explore relationships that will work in the future. We've, we've seen him being with the Crown Prince of Jordan a few months ago when we were there, um, exploring sort of the next generation of relationships. But also, I mean, it's an undeniable fact that the UEA has an awful lot of money. And if they can sort of pump it into, and they're very, you know, working towards sustainability projects. Prince William was in Abu Dhabi as well, visiting one of the wetlands the mangrove project i mean i had no idea what a mangrove was before we we pitched up there but did you know i had no idea when they no, were talking well, about, let, when they went on about flora and fauna i thought there were a couple of sisters yeah, I've got <laughs> absolutely no idea amazing well, place though. well the, it was and the man, mangrove the reason they're doing this is because mangroves yeah, this is very rudimentary understanding of it, but they go deep into the ground. They can absorb four times the amount of carbon, both within the ground and in the air. We're going to get furious emails from some ecologists after, after my explanation. But the reason they're doing this is to try and become more sustainable in quite an inhospitable environment. So this project of the Earthshot, Earthshot Prize is 
something that is going to go on for the next, well, next nine years now, after we've had the first inaugural year last year, um, putting £50 million on the table for huge prizes to, to try and save the planet, to try and work towards climate change. So very, very laudable indeed. Um, and again, every time William speaks about this, it's going to get picked up. And I mean, one of the things he said of, you know, it always catches me out. I feel very emotional when I get to see you guys face to face, up close. And it's been, a, it's been quite a year, he was saying, because, you know, not only has the pandemic stopped a load of travel, this is something that we're trying to, you know, pick up again I think which is, is, is great for the roles to be able to do the job um, but also in order to try and spread the message I, I, I do actually believe he's, he's got to get out there into the to the four corners of the world and to try and find the people to make these um, these uh, these entries for the Earthshot Prize. Yeah and they're young aren't they all those people were, were, were youngsters I, I couldn't guess their ages but I reckon these are all people under 40 these are all oh definitely yeah brilliant genius inventors who who could come up with something that will possibly change the way we do things it's well i think yeah i think you're totally right and and not only for, for for them but to have him as the figurehead you're talking about legacy projects i mean the duke of edinburgh has a duke of edinburgh award he's always been uh, a great supporter of the environment for wildlife i think that was his legacy then you look at prince charles with the Prince's Trust, the Prince's Foundation, or also huge, two huge charitable projects. Um, but, you know, is this going to be Prince William's legacy project? I think it will be. I think it'd be hard pushed to, to, to match this. Um, I mean, we've spoken about his work in the Middle East before, and I think he's sort of spreading his, him, himself even further to try and make links with the with the next generation of of, of leaders um it was interesting though the sort of meet, we didn't get to go into those meetings with the with the crown prince but just very interesting that he's making those those uh, associations yeah he's certainly he's certainly talking he's dealing at the top isn't he that's the thing if you're an i keep using the word inventor i don't think there's a better word for it but if you've got a potential inventor invention and you manage to get in the Earthshot program and prince william is banging your drum for you i mean what better marketing than that you're then in front of some of the biggest decision makers in the world yeah absolutely and absolutely that's um, the future not only was he there sort of, sort of waving the flag for Britain on, a, on an international scale, but um, meeting people, a couple of people close to home. I know you were quite interested about this. And we went to the, the UK pavilion of the, uh, of the expo. I mean, some of them were absolutely out of this world. I mean, I, I posted a couple of videos on my own Instagram of this. Set. We went to the Saudi Arabian one together, didn't we? It was just unbelievable. Yeah, crazy. Lifts in it, elevators in it, ceilings that moved, floors. It had everything. It was. Yeah, it was. I mean, so some of this is going to become a permanent exhibition. Some of it is going to get moved. Um, um, but very interestingly, the the UK one obviously had a black cab, electric one, no doubt. Had a red uh, post box. And then because of the Commonwealth Games is this year, they had a sort of baton relay, which was very interesting. And I know that you uh, you you saw you were photographing a couple of the um, couple of the uh, competitors or former competitors. Well, the former, yeah, Ed, Ed Clancy, cyclist, Tessa Sanderson, he won plenty of medals uh, track and field over the years. They uh, had the baton and it was given to William 
by I think Ed Clancy, and then he passed it on to Tessa Sanderson. It's all part of the Queen's Baton relay for the Commonwealth Games, which are coming up in Birmingham uh, later are. on this year. Yeah, I imagine you know. Hopefully, we'll get some royal, you know, royal involvement with that. I mean, maybe Princess Anne will go. She's a former Olympian herself, so um, it was it was quite interesting to see. Prince William waving the flag, uh, talking up the best of British. Fantastic sort of amazing structure they'd... they'd uh, I mean, did someone describe this structure? Have a look on... I think I posted a picture on, on it, but it looked like one of those cones of chips you get in Belgium. And then you can put your, all your mayonnaise all over them. But it had this huge sort of wooden structure where there was, uh, uh, I mean, a, a TV screen, a sort of a screen for words to go on each of the wooden structures and you could choose a word and all of those words would go into some sort of AI program and then they would create a poem and Prince William chose the word optimism, which I think was, you know, pretty apt for where we were. He was speaking about the environment, climate change, um, and also pretty optimistic about the future with all these fantastic young people. It was remarkable. There was actually, I think you're being too modest. Come on. A remarkable thing happened outside the British UK pavilion, didn't it? Somebody actually recognised you. It was quite a moment, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. I, that, well, you, you, that tickled you, didn't it? Yeah. Someone recognised us. <laughs> this game was bound to happen. It was very, very kind. Uh, shout out to some of the people at the UK Pavilion working very, very hard. It was very nice to be in the in the nice weather once again. Um, and we are off on our travels next week. We are off to Copenhagen, yeah. beautiful Copenhagen. So no doubt we can uh, we can hook up again, probably in country, and um, and, t- and tell everyone all about our, our our top tips for Copenhagen and our top parts of the trip with the Duchess of Cambridge. I think we'll, we'll taste some pastries the day before. Oh, so we yes. Can, we can talk about pastries. I don't think the Duchess of Cambridge eats too many pastries, does she? No. So we'll do that we'll, for we'll her. Do, we'll do it in the line of duty. Yeah, we'll take that hit. And, uh, yeah, we'll go and do that next week. I mean, Dubai was in mean, the expo. I've never seen anything like it. Don't think I'll... I don't know when they have the next one, but that was an incredible thing. We're, we're back down to earth. Bit of year, beautiful Europe, uh, Denmark next week, Copenhagen, the beautiful city. See what that brings us. No doubt. All right, catch up with you then. And that's, uh, I think, pretty much all we've got time for today. So thank you so much for joining me, Russell. Before we go quickly, though, we need to do a shout out to Heidi Howe, who pointed out the the tech issue we had with last week's episode. So sorry for anyone who got very confused with all these things. But if you haven't listened to last week's one yet, if you re-download it, you can catch up and it will just work as normal now. But thank you so much for Heidi for pointing that out. And I think giving Dan a slight of, a bit of a panic when he realised it had gone wrong. But uh, thanks so much for joining us, everyone, this week. As always, we are on Twitter and on Instagram at Podsave. And until next time. Podsave the Queen! <laughs> <laughs>